the star. The star. The star. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pants, seven the pants. That dude fizz on the fizz on the feet. Yeah, yeah, we live in entertainment, entertainment. Sound change, sound change, sound change. Crown the king, crown the king, homie. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the field. Star and five forever keeping it real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, teams and all seeds, they taking no shorts. So hot to death. Oh, yes, these other sports podcasts live as a pro's course. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyze it with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the force ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part line. It's always this season if you can start five, start five. We're going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get We got what you need. We got what you need. The sports news you see, we don't waste time. We talking because we live. We got what you need. Yeah. We're going in on three, run the baseline, start five, get We got what you need. What you need. And y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the hellest cat stick. I got what you need. 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 I got what Already, we got all the echoing you need. I'm just, you know what, fuck that. Y'all know who I am. We're going to the big on time today. What up, good brother? You made it on fucking time. Like, literally right on time. How you been? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yo, last last week was crazy. I, I, I pulled up. I pulled up to the show, like, right as I, you know, came back from D.C., man. I was I was done. So I was like, yo, you know, let me let me come in this, this weekend. And what's crazy is. The week before uh, was even better, though. What's up? <laughs> you came in to the show at at final shout outs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was yeah. Damn, that was me before. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. So we gotta I'm make on time sure. today, man. I'm on time today. We, that's why that's why I went to you first, because we had to make sure the people heard it and at least halfway seen you today. <laughs> I appreciate it, brother. I appreciate that. But yeah, man, yeah, great, great show, man. I'm looking forward to today, man. TJ, what up? <laughs> Yo, I'm kind of speechless because oh, it's here on time. I don't have nothing to say. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, I'm not used to this. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's it's been a great week already. Oh, it's here on time. That's it. That's all I got. That's my intro. And I got the hooks box, but I don't even have to. I'm, I'm living the best life today. Best life, I'm saying though. When we got a special guest too, I'm ready to get on him because he don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> well, last but not least, he already knows returning guest. It's been a little while. The good homie, I you know you introduce yourself. We don't do the introducing for you. Paul DMV, uh, you know, life lifelong Redskin, uh uh, you know, boxing fan. And I'm just here to chop it up to him, man. And have a good time, yo. It's been a minute. Been a long time, but we got you appreciate know. You. We, appreciate we you coming bunch, on, sir. Or, we got a bunch of man. just uh, randomized 
random itemized uh, topics for today. We're definitely gonna what up, Curtis? We're definitely gonna um save the Vinnie Mac talk for the smack talk later, along with a couple other things. But um, yeah, NFL. Let's get it right out the way. Champ conference championship weekend. We're going to start in the NFC. Big O. 49ers Lions. I'm gonna just keep it real with y'all right now. Fuck them 49ers. I'm I'm not putting no I'm just hoping for a Lions win. I love to see my old school underdogs finally look good. I want to see the Lions win today. How about you? And uh, yo, the, the Lions, the Lions going to the Super Bowl would be would be great story talk. You know what I'm saying? Great for football and all that. It's not the usual suspects going to the Super Bowl. Um, and the Lions, man, is is I think that's the one team that everyone's been quietly rooting for this whole time, man. As far as underdogs, I would love to see him go to the Super Bowl, man. But it's uh, I guess it's up to it's up to San Francisco's defense, one defense, man. You know, can they stop that? Can they stop that run? You know, Lions being ha- having the um only team that to have two two rushes run over a, th- uh, a thousand yards, so that's gonna be a, a big aspect of um today's game, man. Well, pick a winner, damn it! You see, you shaking your head, TJ. Oh well, having um... said that, I'm still going with the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> I, would for, I would love, I would love for the Lions to win, man. But um, yeah, man, McCaffrey, McCaffrey is still better than those, better than those two rushes, man. And and Purdy, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna walk back a little bit what I said about Purdy a couple weeks ago. But uh, you know, he's still, he's still nice, man. He's still, he's still better than the game manager, you know. So, so I don't know, they, uh, um. San Francisco's defense scared me the way Green Bay would just walk down the field on them like every possession last week. They're not as vaunted as I thought they were. Um, I I picked them to win, but, like, you know what? I'm not mad if the Lions go to the Super Bowl because that's something the Cowboys still haven't done in 25, 30 <laughs> years. So I'm all for the Lions going to the Super Bowl, bro. Like, let them have it. You know what I'm saying? So – I. I have no dog in this fight, but the weapons on, on San Francisco side with Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, McCaffrey, that's a lot. That's a lot for Detroit to deal with. Their defense has been pretty stout through this entire run. Dan Campbell's a great coach. Like, he's took this team from nothing, bare bones nothing, and he's made them into a few, uh, at least – a title contender now. Like, they can't be slept on no more. They're not sneaking up on anybody after this year. So, yeah. So, you know, when he first got there, he said he was going to be biting kneecaps and all this crazy shit. And it uh, seems like he's done it because they're they're in the NFC Championship game. So, you know, it shouts out to them for all the hard work and they've been through. Shout out to Detroit, damn it. They haven't had a winner in a long time in pretty much anything. So that'll be good for the city. Um, you know, I guess Michigan winning the national championship is something to hang their hat on. Um, but uh, I think it just San Fran might edge them out in a close one. I don't think it's going to be a blowout on either side. I just got San Fran 
inching him out on a close one. Paul? We could got tie. Paul or me? Paul could go. He's the guest. It don't matter. Team last last place teams in the NFC East, guys. Y'all choose. Go. <laughs> <laughs> I'ma go then and I'ma say that uh I I I um I'm picking Detroit because and this is not Brock Purdy slander. It's just Purdy ain't ready yet. I, I, I think Purdy needs a little bit more time. I don't want to see Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. I don't think I think that's a little big for him right now. I'm not saying that he's a game manager. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying that the Super Bowl is a little big for Purdy right now, and I don't want to put that pressure on that young man. You know, I want him to I want him to live his career out. And besides that, um, I want to see this Jared Goff come full circle. You know, we're coming from the Rams. Being in Detroit now, having Matthew Stafford go over to his old team from Detroit and win the job. So now golf got something to prove. He got that chip on his shoulder again. And so I, I really I want my man Jared to go in and I want him to show up and show up. And I think that's what he's gonna do today. So I'm going with the Detroit Lions. Paul, and then we'll keep it right back with you on Baltimore, Kansas City after this. Oh, what happened? Did Paul oh, freeze? Oh, there he is. What am I? You got it? We good? Did we what lose you? For somebody in the audio job, though, I didn't even hear you. No, I was just asking you to pick 49ers, Lions, and then we'll so, go right into your DMV I'm, team. I'm, I'm, job, I'm job a little out the loop with it, but I can tell you this. Number one, as far as football goes, as long as Dallas is not doing anything, my life is okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that, a matter of fact, in all of sports, the whole universe of sports is fine <laughs> as long as they're not doing anything. And then I'll say this. Um, Barry Sanders is my favorite running back of all time. Right. So just for some, a sentimental place, I would like to go ahead and, and put my, you know, put my stock and my faith in whatever Detroit is trying to pull up. I feel like they deserve it. Ain't Axel Foley making a new movie soon? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we, you know, the planets are aligning for them. You know what I mean? The planets are aligning. Let's let's go ahead and give it to them. Let's go. That's gonna be my my official my official pick. Now, real quick, <laughs> your last official pick. Are you riding? Are you staying in the DMV? For I mean, the more to get number two or three. So, <laughs> and, and look, and I and I don't want any smoke because I live up here, but I have to. I I feel obligated to make a differentiation because I'm from the DMV and I just happen to live in Baltimore because I can afford Baltimore. But it's a different <laughs> thing. Like I don't pronounce nothing like that. I don't say Doug. It's a dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, I just I. I, I I, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out where this lake is, where this lake trout come from. I still want to know where the lake is because I don't, I don't think there's a lake up here. But now nah, I, I, uh, I got no hate for Baltimore, man. I just, that's not my groove, dog. I, I listen, my grandmother's porch. I could see RFK from my grandmother's porch. I grew up, my high school was burgundy and gold. You know what I'm saying? My little league was burgundy and gold. I can't, I can't do. The only time I really get down with purple is if I'm watching like Prince or something. I, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> I can't do it. I mean, I, I, I wish them well. You know, I ain't got no hate. I, you know, I, I, I wish them well, but I just can't. I can't get on board with that. It came too late in my life, man. I'm almost fifty, so by the time the Ravens was here, 
I just, you know what I mean? I, I can't, I can't, right. I can't. It's like kissing your sister or something. It's just too weird for me. I can't do it. Um, but I wish him well. I wish I wish both of well. Kansas City it is, Tyrone. What you got? <laughs> um, I'm not, I don't have no faith in Mr. Lamar Jackson like everybody else does. I think Lamar We already Jackson, declared. My bad. You don't like black quarterbacks, so you'll I'm take the half I, I'm just saying, I think Lamar Jackson <laughs> I'm proud to see that Baltimore finally did make it to the AFC Championship, but I we gotta I gotta hang my hat on Mr. Mahomes, and I gotta go with the Chiefs because um, until until Lamar Jackson can prove it, I I ain't on the hype train. I ain't buying. See, TJ, once again, week after week, he proved it again. He's 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 going with the uh, you know he's one one half is black. He's he's black that his daddy pure, his daddy pure nigga. But so Pat Mahomes is bliggity black black, <laughs> but he went for the so, non full. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna no put a bad that rabbit hole. I'm gonna put a yeah. Race ain't got nothing to do with it. So it's not a it's not a race. So it's so Lamar has been proving it all season. Uh, they've been washing the best teams in the league and punishing the teams that they're supposed to beat. Lamar has been more of a pocket passer like Tyrone likes this season than he has ever before. But, you know, you still got a game plan for that man running. Yes, you got a plan for that man to to run. And when he gets out in the open, it's a wrap. You're not bringing him down with one person. And if you're on an open field one-on-one with him, God bless your ankles because he's taking them. And, you know, hopefully you can get up and walk again after he runs by you. So, um, as Curtis said, he's playing like an NFL MVP right now. He's got the numbers to prove it. He's got weapons around him. And he's he's making the right reads and all the all the throws. I just hope their defense can stack up and, and match up with, with Casey's offense. And we got a game. It's going to be a close one. It's going to be a close one. But I got Lamar finally getting over the hump. This year, he's got more experience. He's been down this road before. He knows what it takes to win, and he's gonna he's gonna prove some people wrong today. Tyrone, go ahead, O. Yeah, so I'm just I'm keeping mine short. Baltimore, Baltimore. I've always said that the Chiefs would have been my second team if it wasn't for Reggie and Randall, but it's Baltimore. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, the Chiefs probably have the Chiefs probably have about another three, four years before you could have the argument that that they're up there with with the greatest franchise runs, you know, since the Patriots, maybe even bigger than the Patriots. I don't see um, the Ravens beating the Chiefs, man. And furthermore, I, I don't think America wants to see a, a Chiefs versus Lions Super Bowl, <laughs> but. Yeah, uh, Kansas City has my have my um have my pick, man. Like they're not, nah. Even though even though I have Lamar, I have Lamar um on my fan duel. You know, <laughs> running running under under sixty five yards today. Because he's gonna have a field day. You know, but um I hope it's not it's not gonna be too crazy. But yeah, it's gonna be uh I got the Chiefs winning today. 
cool. So we're all over the place with that, and that's cool. Got that NFL shit out the way. Tyrone, there was a question you asked in the group chat today. And before we get, you know, we're going to say some of the Paul's expertise for later because I want to ask Paul the questions that I've been asking y'all that a one Mr. Jamal Green ain't here, but slightly disagreed with me on. So I'm going to save those for a little bit later. But Tyrone, you had a question in the box that we all can answer. What was that question? What, about the morality? Yes. Yeah. Come on, catch up, catch up, nigga, catch up. <laughs> I ask a lot of questions sometimes, but here's the thing. I just want to know where did you guys, where do you stand on morality when it comes to like sports and things like that, because I've heard people take the, the, the moral grounds of, oh, I'm going to boycott the NFL, I'm not going to watch basketball, I'm not, and they, and they take that high moral ground on, on things that happen, like the Vince McMahon situation. So I wanted to know, where do you guys, like, really stand morally on, on, on like, if somebody in sports or something like that does something that's, like, you know, morally bad like do you guys take that high ground of like standing on business and saying like you're not going to support them at all or, or how, what y'all take on that uh, well i lay out two things that, to try to help aid the the questioning because i'm sure we all heard about vince mcmahon recently uh you know his sex pest activities has uh the 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 accusations against him have broadened and expanded to Allegedly, he uh, there was uh, somebody who was worked in the offices with him that he was kind of utilizing almost some could say he's been trying to pimp her services and some ways to utilize her to gain the the getting back certain talents. Like it's all alleged right now because nothing has been proven in the courts yet, but there's been reports and stuff that like allegedly this woman was sending Brock Lesnar nudes and videos and different types of things because Vince was asking her to send them to him to try to get him to lure him back to the to the WWE. You know, we all remember the Colin Kaepernick situation which I'll save my points even though I've seen them on here before. You know, a lot of people who you could say weren't really the biggest football fans already anyway utilize that as a moment to take, you know what, I'm going to stop watching the NFL until they, you know, but I will save my points for that for later. So there's two different things right there to where it's like we don't support sex pests. So do we continue to watch the WWE from the WWF days from when he borrowed that million dollars or office for the buy the money to buy the company off his father for a million dollars or whatever whatever um am I okay my connection just started flipping yeah your connection's Okay, I'm on my cell phone, so I'm not even shouldn't on get that straight. But like TJ, I mean, just get it off of me because I feel like I'm rambling. But you understand the two cases. I'm just saying to what Ty mentioned like, that moral high ground of like, you know, people boycotted NFL games because of what was going on in Kaepernick, but now 
it doesn't really there's nobody truly talking about quote unquote boycotting or not watching the WWE, even though Vince McMahon like almost immediately stepped down after these after these last allegations. Yo, I'm, a lot I'm of right. other places started to like I'm sorry, I got a question. So, this, this is not his first time, right? This is not his first rodeo. Like, wasn't wasn't he didn't he have to step down for some shit a while back or some shit like that? Yeah, he was well, accused before. It, it happened. Been... It's happened in state. It's happened in stages. Like once the the accusations first started to come out, that was when he stepped back away from. You know, like he was went from like, all right, I'm not gonna be on screen. I'm gonna just be behind this backstage. Then it turned to. And then it turned to all right. I'm gonna still be in control of creative, but I'm gonna remove myself even further. Then it became like, and each marking period, like, was a new incident was coming out, a new thing was coming out, a new thing was coming out. Then it became next scandal. All right, I'm selling the company. TKO Holdings bought the company, but he still had a role within TKO. Hmm. And and uh, and so here it is. Yeah. And then, like Curtis got some insight to it that I'm gonna add. So, but it was now that he he was a partner of TKO, but then like Curtis is saying, allegedly this is one of the same chicks from last year, but she's going hard because he promised to pay three million, but only paid one million. There's a lot that can be said about mm. that too, as far as the money and. But I digress on that. So as as it was over time, as stages of the the situation were building, 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 he was taking step back, step back, step back to finally, like, now it's like he's finally gone. He's completely gone out the picture because of all of this shit. So this ain't, yes, this ain't new. It's almost like a rehashing of the old stuff. Thanks, Curtis, for the the added shit. But the moral high ground is what Tyrone is talking about. Like, Personally, do you are you that way when it comes to these situations? Like, do you let go of? Do you like? Do you, so, are you willing to put up a stance for some shit you love against something right, you actually like? Right. So, like, are you holding the individual accountable for it, or are you are holding the entire league accountable for it? Because there's still good people. In whatever sport you watch, the league, WWE, or whoever, that will get you to continue to watch it. But the individuals that have lower character or low moral standards, that I could see you going against them for. So it's kind of tough for me to say I'm going to boycott the whole league in terms of the NFL or the NBA or something like that. Unless they're not addressing the problem and just ignoring it completely. And they're just saying, fuck it, we'll just sweep it under the rug like it never happened. Then you can have a, a, a something to stand on where you say, I'm, a, I'm just boycotting the entire sport whatsoever. So it's kind of hard for me to just shut out an entire league because I still enjoy watching it for the people and the players that I do like that do have high character values and high morals and standards for themselves. So. And there's a lot of people in the league doing a lot of good things for other people outside of, of the league. So you have that as well. So you got to take that into consideration. Do the scales balance? 
No, because the negative is always going to shine brighter than the positive and, and negativity sells. And that's what drives people to, to make these outrageous statements and, and, and judgments of character and things like that. Yes. So for me personally, I, I look at the individual. It's the same thing with music and everything with whole R. Kelly and everything like that. I'm not boycotting R&B because of what R. Kelly did. I'm boycotting R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just eliminating an entire genre of music because how R. Kelly acted and his and his actions. So I can't, I can't, I know how to separate the two. Will I ever listen to his music again? No. Will I still listen to R&B? Sure, because I love it. Same thing with football, basketball, baseball, what have you. That's the way I feel about it. I, I can, I can separate the individual from the sport or the genre of what it is. Same thing with Mel Gibson and his thing in the movies and stuff like that, him pissing people off. Kanye's the same way. Like this, there's only so much you can listen to of that one person, but I'm not going to eliminate an entire, I'm just not going to wash that away because I enjoy it too much. Now, if they just turned the blind eye and said, fuck it, we don't give a fuck. And this is our, this is what we stand on. Then I might have a different opinion on it. But as of right now, I know how to separate the two because so, it doesn't, I don't feel it affects me the same way. Right. Like, Paul, that's what I got to do. Like, you mentioned you haven't we watched the NFL in like almost seven plus years, right? Yeah. But a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people were in your boat. And, but, but they did it on behalf of, well, the league did this to Colin Kaepernick, which to, to what TJ's point was is like, you, you spited what a league that's 75% people of color as the athletes, you know, but for one, but then you look at the bigger picture behind and it's like, yeah, but the ownership base is still 98% white, you know, things like that. We, we kind of look at into play like with these things, but like say for boxing, I I think for, you know, in, in your favorite sports, boxing, martial arts, things like that, where they're more individual based, like how would you kind of approach when it comes to like in, in your favorites? Uh, I mean, so I was one of the people that the the Kaepernick thing was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. You know what I mean? Because it's already listen. I can take it personal with the the, the the Redskins situation. I can take that. That's part of it. You know what I mean? And 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 already having dealt dealt with uh uh having to have a tough skin, and we haven't done nothing since I was that I didn't even have any hair on my chin the last time we <laughs> last time we won a Super Bowl. But I just felt like that was <laughs> that was the uh the straw that broke the camel's back. When I get when you're talking about a a, a billion dollar industry, you have a lot of people to appease and to 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 consider. But when you are getting all of your talent from the same neighborhoods that police, I just expect more. When you charge me eleven dollars mm-hmm. for a Bud Wiser, sir, you gotta right. do something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta do something. You gotta well, do something. You at least <laughs> say something. You know what I'm saying? So, like for me, it just it was the perfect storm of just like just stuff after stuff. It's just like one of them relationships where you're finally like, you know what? I gotta move out of here. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. That's right. enough is enough. With 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 boxing is concerned. It is individuals. So I could easily like, for example, Tyson Fury. I don't I wouldn't pee on that dude if he was on fire. His family is garbage. Um, his affiliation with with Daniel Kinahan and, and, and all of that. I don't support him at all. I don't want to pay. I'm not going to pay. And I'm not a dude that I don't illegally stream nothing. I support my sport. Um, I literally just had a, a physical ring magazine subscription up to up to last year. So I, I, I buy my pay-per-views. 
I support the sport. So I definitely, in an instance of a guy like that, who I firmly believe that Tyson Fury cheated um, against Wilder. This man, he has been caught uh, doing cocaine and PEDs and his affiliation with, with Daniel Kinahan and whatnot. I just don't, for an instance, a guy like him, I'm not going to not watch boxing. That's the only sport I got left, for God's sakes. But it's easier for me to isolate individuals because it's an individual sport. You know what I'm saying? It's not It's not really – there's no central entity controlling the sport. It's a worldwide sport. So it's impossible really to have like a UFC, for example. It's a global sport. Boxing is probably the most global sport outside of maybe soccer. You know what I mean? So it's 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 hard to do it that way. But if an individual themselves, I feel like they want some they want some stuff that I, I can't get with. I just won't buy their pay-per-views. I won't support them specifically. Like Canelo and Crawford have got me. They're real close to me. Not I mean, look, I cannot stand the fact that I support this sport and I can't get these dudes to do what the fans want to see. If you got the nerve to be charging me almost a hundred dollars for a pay-per-view event. You better fight somebody I care about. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm just not rocking with you. I cannot do it. And I'm not even going to watch. Look, I take, I'm take. i a, I'm a Leo. I'm stubborn. I'm the oldest sibling. I, I'm stubborn like this. I will not even watch it on YouTube, my nigga. I won't watch you at all. If you're going to if you're gonna fight, you might as well fight me then. If you're going to fight somebody that no one cares about, <laughs> let me get paid. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, but I'm not, I'm, I won't do it. If I don't, if you're really, matter of fact, Floyd was at the tail end of his career. Matter of fact, Floyd was already retired when he started doing the making the, the commentary about the what, what the um the Louis Vuitton and all that stuff. I mean, Floyd, it would have made it very difficult for me because I enjoy him very much in the ring. But he was getting really close to getting on my nerves to the point that I can't rock with you either. And that's tough, man, because I want to watch him. That's like saying you're not gonna watch Jordan. You know, you're not gonna watch Kobe. That's it's it's that's tough. Jordan um, ain't so, a word, but a word for me. I don't. I ain't gonna watch no Jordan if I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and it's, I, it's, it's, it's it's funny because it's funny because um, you know, listen, you listen to talk about Floyd. Like Floyd was notorious for that. For as far as fighting fighting fighters that are that are you know he wait till he steps slow because you know I think I think about Shane Mosley. He could have fought Shane. He could have fought Shane Mosley like three four years before he before he did. Well, you know what? Shane made a lot of excuses. He was talking about his tooth and all that. Floyd was trying. Floyd wanted to smoke with them that dude much earlier. He remember Shane was chasing the Oscar train, and and moving up into to weight classes he shouldn't even have moved up into. That's I mean he wouldn't have really ran into Vernon Forrest and Winky Wright if he if he'd have stayed where he really should have been. But Floyd was asking for that smoke a, a years before he wanted it. He wanted it. So Shane was talking about his tooth and and he was vacationing. He was talking a lot of crazy. Look, Lloyd was at a place early in his career where he was the high risk, low reward guy. And I think a lot of times and I'm not putting this on you, but I'm saying people, period, sometimes forget that Floyd um, was not always the money guy. You know what I mean? He lived in the shadow of Roy Jones. He lived in the shadow of Oscar De La Hoya, um, you know, before he bought his contract out from from uh, top rank. He was like a, you know, the redheaded stepchild. He was kind of like a guy that just wasn't really pushed like that. But he wanted the smoke. Um, that that was on Shane. He wanted the same thing with Manny Pacquiao. Floyd wanted that. All he said was, "Yo, you got to take it. Take the same test I'm trying to take." Manny's all of a sudden he's scared of needles and he's, uh, you know, it's just a bunch of. I I think Floyd gets a bad rap with that kind of thing because I don't think he's scared of none of these guys. Listen, remember, Floyd was like 36 when he fought Canelo. He didn't have to do that. There was, I don't even think there was a necessarily a title on the line. 
I think Floyd, he, the, 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 the money got to make sense. You know what I'm saying? Because that, that's that's at the end of the day, you're a prize fighter. The money got to make sense. And I mean, you know, you want to even play field. But I don't think there was anybody that, that Floyd necessarily ducked. The things that um, the, the fighters, the fights that I wanted to see that didn't happen with Floyd was actually earlier in his career. I wanted to see the Eric Morales thing, the Nassim Hamed thing. I wanted to see Casamayor and um, Fritas, but those were in the earlier weight classes. Later on, I don't think there was nobody that people say retrospectively now, oh, he ducked Margarito. Margarito was not a a, a, a familiar commodity. He wasn't like, a, there was not a lot of public demand for that at the time. I mean, really, that was like the same, that would have been the same result as, um, what's the big-headed Bama that, uh, that upset Zab Judah? Um, he ended up getting in trouble for rape himself. Um, I did a big head, <laughs> big man. Uh, 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 Hispanic dude. Uh, I can't think of his not name. Not, not Cordo. No, 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 not Cordo. Not Cordo. He did, I mean, this guy basically kind of lucked up and struck the lotto when he fought. He upset Zab because the Zab Judah fight was already sort of in the works, and then Zab got upset. So Floyd ended up going to was fight the both of the Baldemir. It was Carlos Baldemir. Was that the Harlem Shake fight? When he... Oh no, no, no. <laughs> unfortunately, that's the Costa Zoo joint. Costa Zoo, and matter of fact, you know Costa Zoo's son is um kind of making some waves now. Tim Zoo, he uh he got a fight coming up on the thirtieth. Um, who is he fighting? Um, it's a good one too. It's Tim Zoo and um oh and, and Keith Thurman, Keith Thurman and uh, Costa Zoo's son Tim Zoo is fighting on the thirtieth of March. But um yeah, I mean, it, it, boxing is an individual thing. I would have to take it case by case in terms of messing with him or not messing with him no more. Like Tyson Fury is on my list of I'm not rocking with you. Uh, when you cheat, if you cheat with PDs and things in a combat sport, you could kill somebody. It's not like riding the Tour de France. I don't care. You could take all kinds of needles and ride your bike. I don't care. Like, that, what, the, what does that do? But you could kill somebody in boxing, man. So I don't really... Um, it's hard for me to mess with PED chicks. Uh, Canelo's one of them, too. And matter of fact, I got a friend who... I shouldn't even put this out there like that. But let me just say this. I knew I could strongly suspect that Canelo was using PEDs years ago. And I, I, I can tell you now emphatically that I know this for sure. I don't want to put my, my friend out there like that, but um, I know somebody who has, has confirmed that. So it's hard for me to support him either. Cause you could, you could kill a man. You could, you could legitimately kill somebody, man. That's not, that's not, that's not a game, man. That's not, you're not hitting a baseball, man. You could kill somebody. Bro. So I, for me, yeah. For me, it it it's a it's a it, it can be a multi level thing because it's like when I look at say like a league as a whole, like I said, we'll bring it back to the NFL, and I'm gonna recite a yeah. lot of things that I've mentioned over the years when we because we when when it was just JP and I and TJ at the TJ came on during this time, we tracked the Kaepernick situation from start to where it ended. In my opinion, it ended at a point where all of this ended up feeling like Kaepernick got mad because he got benched. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And this is, this was a, of, of watching this thing thoroughly, not, you know, not just from the outside and just taking the approach from the outside, like the depths that we pay attention to football and sport in general, this is the levels that I was looking at it. And initially, initially his cause is still valid to this day. We rode for that. But also to to then spite the rest of the league, who like TJ mentioned, a lot of those players do great things outside of. I mean, the Man of the Year award is named after a brother, Walter Payton, for doing 
great service in community, in the, either the community of your home team or your personal home community or just around the country. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's a lot of little caveats that it's like, like I can't spite everybody, but yeah, it could still be fuck you owners. Like I'm here to support the rest of the people. And yeah, I still ride with Cap, but then again, as things played out and the whole, we're going to give you a shot, but here's the place we're setting you up. Now nah, I want to take it this way and go this way. I want y'all to go on my terms. At some point, it's just like, you're not going to be able to get everything when you're trying to be get back into our good graces. You know, like yeah. you made us look bad. You tried to make us look bad, not on purpose, but it happened. But then at some point as an owner, it's like, yeah, y'all, you got to come back to my terms in a way. We'll fight. We're, we're going to follow suit with you. You know, there were teams willing to help out. There were teams that did donate money to different causes and did help out in multiple different ways after those situations. So, but to 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 spike the the league overall, that was something I couldn't do. When it comes to Vince McMahon, it's 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 hard to support a guy like that, though he delivered something to us within pro wrestling that I've mentioned, Tyrone mentioned, many of professional wrestling fans wouldn't be fans if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. Right. You know what I'm saying? So where we wouldn't be fans if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. But the because that machine, that machine itself, that WWE machine is to where we're not even watching the WWE for the wrestlers no more. We watch the WWE because of the W, because we are invested in the brand. But it, it, and in that kind of case, yes, Vince McMahon started it. Vince McMahon created it to where it's at now. But when the person becomes the shit bag, it's easier and to me in that case to 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 not fuck him, because also when you think back on how the wrestlers he treated the wrestlers in the way of. You are, yeah, you're under contract, but he treated you as an independent contractor. You know what I'm saying? So where it's like, yeah, I can't hate on you, wrestler, but fuck you, owner. And could you take it out on the whole WWE? Yes. But fortunately, to protect the company, he's made his steps down to make it even easier to say, fuck you, Vince. You know what I'm saying? Fuck you, Vince. I'm gonna I'm gonna step away so it don't hurt my brand, don't hurt the brand, don't hurt my baby, and I'm gonna walk away, you know. And 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 it's easy to say fuck you, Vince. Just like how, in some respects, that I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, Tyrone, because your TikToks are out there with Terry Bollea, aka Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying? And trying to separate the artist from the person. Sometimes, sometimes what the person and the artist have done come face to face. And in some people, it's hard to separate those two. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to separate those two. Yes, Hulk Hogan gave us Hulkamania, Say Your Prayers, Eat Your Vitamins, all these WrestleMania memories, yada, yada, yada. But fuck you, Terry Bollea, and fuck you, Hulk Hogan, because... You walked this earth as Hulk Hogan more than you have as Terry Bollea. 
and you're out here talking about I don't want my daughter with no niggas. Hard ER several times over. ER. You can't you can't sometimes you can't separate the two. Like a Bill Cosby. Right. Bill Cosby kind of put himself in a place where you can't separate the two in in some ways. He's done great for black folks, but yet this is the same person that was telling black folks you need to pull your pants up. And then you're looking for us to support you after, after all your sex pest stuff comes out. Yeah, you know it's, he was it's, saying it's, pull it's your not... pants up while he was pulling other people's pants down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. So with R. Kelly, with Bill Cosby, with with Hulk Hogan, with all of those things, I can say fuck Bill Cosby. I can say fuck R. Kelly. I can say fuck Hulk Hogan. I can say I'm not going to support these men. But at the same time, I'm not taking that moral ground of R. Kelly did not. R. Kelly put out some banging ass music. R. Kelly is one of the greatest musicians of all time. I'm still can acknowledge that without act, without people saying, oh, you support R. Kelly? No, I don't. But R. Kelly still put out great music. Bill Cosby still did great shit. I still will watch the fucking Cosby show. You know what I'm saying? And that doesn't make me morally wrong because the shit they did is still with good shit. Yeah, I agree with you, but here's where the problem lies within that. From my point of view, that is, not anybody else's, unless people agree. But the, the problem with that is, is when you are trying to tout that on top of the conversation of, yo, these people, while the, and they were doing these things while they were giving us the great shit that they delivered to the world. But when you're trying to, it makes it look like you're trying to prop up all that they did great to push down the negative. And sometimes that don't fly. That's the thing. So where it, it makes you look like, well, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to be a sympathizer? Yeah, we know R. Kelly put out great music. How many kids from generations before ours could believe that they could fly because that was their fucking graduation song? You know what I'm saying? You know, that was their graduation song. But then to learn that while he was, I can believe I could fly, he was, I can believe, I believe that you're my toilet bowl, girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, during this same time. So where it's like, to, to trying to prop people up to remind them, yeah, but they still did great. No, we know they did that shit. But when you try to put it to perspective, yo, they did that shit. But wait, they were doing that shit during the times that we thought of them as, you know, up here. Right. I mean, if that's you think right. about it, like, 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 think about it, like with Harvey Weinstein, all those Miramax movies, like we all grew up with those movies. You can still watch them today. I mean, are you going to stop watching it because because of this what just came out? Like, I don't know. You you have you have to be able to to, to separate the two, man. But that, here's you know. the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? All those products are flawed in some way, shape, or form, right? They're just doing their best their best job trying to put the best product out. NBA, NFL, and MLB, they all got their faults to a degree. And they're trying to put their best product out, doing the best they can. Is it going to be perfect? No. You're going to have people um, like that. That that it's I mean it's just human nature. You're just gonna have people that's gonna fuck up, and it's gonna tarnish the badge, or it's gonna tarnish the league, or it's gonna tarnish the industry. It's gonna be a black eye 
and things need to be cleaned up, but then you have to put things in place and monitor so you don't have it happen as much or as often or even again. And and if it does happen, make the punishment be swift. There's no gray area with it. You did this, this is what happens to you. Period. So, you know, that's that's comes along with trial and ever. Because if somebody did something that nobody would thought that it would do like that before. I mean, the NFL's littered with stuff like that. Ray Carruth, uh, your man that killed himself in jail uh for the Patriots. Oh, Hernandez. You know, Hernandez, you know, it, there's a lot of black eyes that could be part about the drug abuse in, in baseball with Uh-oh. Yeah, we're well, Mr. Freeze came back this weekend. Well, I, I was just going to point out that I asked that question because someone asked me in light of the event situation, was I still going to WrestleMania? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to WrestleMania. I'm doing all of that wrestling shit that weekend. And they were looking at me with the side eyes. And I was like, look, me going to WrestleMania and watching wrestling and enjoying something I love got nothing to do with my morality. Vince did that shit. My people, my family, they know where I stand morally, and I'm not willing to give up wrestling just because some people might think some type of way about me and think that I support Vince McMahon just because I'm going to WrestleMania. I think that's wild and crazy to think that there's so many other people involved in the WWE that I do support that and, and I love wrestling. I'm not giving it up because y'all think that I should hold my high moral standard to be equal to Vince McMahon's when everybody who I love, they know my moral standard and anybody who else who got a problem with it, I don't really give a fuck, bro. Yeah, understood. But that's, again, that's you. That's your personal take in comp- compartmentalizing the situation, which in my book, it's fine. If you, if, but because again, you're, you're not spiting the hole for one. And then again, in the WWE term of things, the machine got bigger than Vince. But with Vince at the top, you looked at Vince and the machine equally. Now he's out the picture to where it shouldn't even be an issue anymore. So, I mean, not anymore. Excuse me. Let me sit now. It shouldn't be an issue to individuals, if you want to say, to where he's no longer in the picture. He's completely out the picture now. Like, he had his percentage with TKO. Now he's done with TKO. That means he's completely done with the WWE. Though his imprint is forever. You you get what I'm saying, Paul? Like, his imprint is forever, but his involvement in the company and the day-to-days and all that is completely done to where you're not, you don't have to worry about, hey, am I still supporting Vince McMahon? Now you're not. Yeah. Because he's removed from the situation. Yeah, I mean, I think in that in that instance, um, it it makes it easy to. to I mean, he he separated. He did the separation himself. So, I personally like. I haven't really followed professional wrestling in in, in some years, but you know, we all grew up with that. You know, the Coco Beware and all that jazz. Like, I, I matter of fact, I got to see them uh, live in DC when I was a kid. Um, but if Vince is gone, then I don't see any reason to not support the the the, the entertainment. You know what I'm saying? He's he's gone. If he's gone, he's gone. You know that. That's to me. That's easy. I don't. The R. Kelly thing. I can't. I can't. I definitely don't rock with him anymore. I mean, it's unfortunate. I just feel like, look, as as if we as the men are supposed to show allyship, right? Like we have to. We're trying to create a, a um a culture where 
the men coming up, the men following these individuals are going to make different decisions. You know what I'm saying? They're going to make different choices and they're going to behave differently. And so we have to, it's bigger than the whole, the entirety of it all. We're really trying to create a safe environment for women, right? We, 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 you have to look, I would expect the same thing. I always try to flip it. If this was a situation where I expected some non-black friends to support in order to create a society where I'm going to be safe to walk around. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I feel like you got to show that uh, allyship. And in these instances, you just got to make a, a stand. I mean, this is small sacrifices for me. There's a whole lot of R&B I can listen to. I don't need, um, you know, I don't need him. It's unfortunate because he got some, he got some bangers. It's unfortunate all the way around, but he's paying for his. He's probably never going to see the light of day. He's paying for his. And I feel like it's a small sacrifice for us to be like, you know what, just out of support. There's too many strong women that I know and I respect to let them down. I would feel bad about myself. You know what I mean? If I can't make that small sacrifice in my life, there's plenty of stuff for me to listen to. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, it's, word. And 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 I mean, just on a R. Kelly perspective of things, like you said, there's way more better R&B over the years or prior to him that it is easier to stop listening to an R. Kelly. If you yeah. choose to do it in the doors, in the comfort of your own home, you do that. But when you're playing it outside, expect the criticism. Expect yeah. somebody's going to say something. And if you're choosing to feel comfortable with, then that's on you. But be, understand, just like just life, with everything in life, there's consequence. So yeah. be ready for said consequence. Don't think that it's you just gonna it's anything you do is just gonna be is is it's gonna be openly free and accepted. Do we all want to be open, free, and accepted to be who we want to be? Of course. But because you move a certain way doesn't mean somebody's gonna agree with what you do. And if they're bold enough to sound off on it, they're gonna do just that. Do they have the right to it for you? They don't have to have the right to, but just expect that some shit can is it may come your way. Some type of flack may in, come your way. In the immortal words of Prodigy, rest in peace. Speak the wrong words, man, and you will get you touched. Get touched. <laughs> Period. Just like the Period. other kid we say all the time, TJ. Natural selection. <laughs> natural selection. <laughs> natural selection. Like you know, you choose, Absolutely. You choose your path. You choose your path. Yeah. That don't mean it's going to guarantee you a Nobody's free way Nobody's going to stop you. Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? No. But, yeah, I mean, to all of that, it was great to be able to tie in the whole Vince and everything with that. But I know we had some other questions, too. But I want to get back to Paul and the boxing thing, the boxing. like, Because I, I want your perspective on this because I've been saying this shit for as long as we've been breathing on this show. I personally feel boxing needs an official league in some yeah. sort of a way because I, I personally am tired of it's promote. It's generally promoter versus promoter. And they're the ones that deflect from us getting the fights that fans want to see the fights that these boxes know they want to see. I'm yeah. sure the fights that boxers want to have, but promoters get in the fucking way. Yeah. So can I can I pick it back off of that too, Dan? Go so ahead. so also now that 
now that we boxing is going in a different direction as far as these networks, you know, boxing really not dealing, not having no dealings with HBO and not having no dealings with Showtime, and it going it going uh, with more with the Zone and, and other streaming sites. Do you, do you feel as though you know maybe now it'll be it'll start to move in a different direction? Because remember, uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao. It was it was it was for a couple of years that one was on Showtime, one was on HBO, and they couldn't figure the money out, and so the fight just didn't happen. But now that it's it's not really too much dealing with networks and more dealing with streaming services, maybe now we're going to see the fights that the fans want. I mean, it, I think I think just like Dan was saying that, that if there was a a UFC version, um, it would make a lot of things easier. The problem is that it because it's a global sport, it's going to be hard to tie in a fighter from Uzbekistan and a fighter from Tijuana, Mexico, and a fighter from Chicago, and get them under the same. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a di- it's a more difficult task. But I would I would certainly love to see a central organization for for really some of the smaller things that um I think get overlooked. There should be a standard ring size. Why is that part of a negotiation in a contract to have there should be there, there's no difference in an NBA court. You go to a court, it's the court, it's the court. It, it would be like, yo, we, we're gonna hang our um, we're gonna we're gonna put the basket up 12 feet. Now nah, we're gonna do ours 15 feet, ours will be seven feet. That would be crazy. That doesn't even make sense. Um, the regulation, do y'all know even there's down to the padding underneath the canvas in rings is not standard. Why? I mean, yeah. standard things mm-hmm. should be standard just for the sake of safety. Uh, the gloves, just for like example. the agreement on gloves, right? The right. Agreement the, on I was gloves just gonna say, the, the, with, there are companies that will make you custom gloves where they're not even standard in terms of where the padding has to be. It's only how much the gloves have to weigh. So that's one of the things that they would talk about with one of Tyson Fury's situations. The the padding was distributed in a weird way where now there's less in front where you need the padding to be. These things should be standard. They should be a set standard. I can't see any other sport behaving this way. It just, it just doesn't happen. So I, I would certainly like, like there to be, uh, even from that point, it would make, oh, matter of fact, what if you had a league minimum? I think you would get fighters to to be able to fight. They know they're going to make X amount of money. You know what I mean? Just something that's more uniform. Um, but in terms of the really big fighters, you have people that this is how they make their money and they don't want to risk their investment versus another guy wanting to risk their investment. It takes the fighters to have to, look, I'm not a big Ryan Garcia fan, but he he demanded the, the tank situation. N- nobody around him wanted that because no, I don't think nobody felt like he was going to be able to beat tank. And he did not beat Tech. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they, they knew what they were talking about. So it takes, you have to have a certain amount of, a uh, certain level of cojones to even push it. Um, if it wasn't for Errol Spence, we would not have gotten the Terrence Crawford fight. The man stayed and demanded and waited really to his detriment, obviously to his detriment because he got his ass whooped. And I lost like goddamn, I could have made $2,500 off of the fucking fight. Look. Sorry for you. Sorry for Bruh, you. Look, I can't tell you how bad it is to not only watch a man get whooped, but then watch the money go too. Like the money, I'm not even getting the money. At least if I got the money, I can take this ass whooping better. But I'm not getting the money and the, I mean, good God. But you, it, you got a double ramen whammy. Noodles like Tyrone yeah. the other day with the Cowboys. <laughs> ramen noodles for dinner. No, I, I, I wanted to say something real quick, though. I wanted to say something. Um, you know, listen, listen to you, listen to what you're saying. 
in other sports, in other sports, it's it's also there. There's it's a lot of gray area too. Like with soccer fields, soccer fields are not all officially the same size. Wow, you know, I didn't know some that. Are, some are, yeah, some are some are bigger, some are smaller, whatever. Um, basketball, you know, you have European, you have European standards as far as three point line. Um, it's, it's still ninety four feet, but okay. Baseball too. Baseball, you know, they all they all have all these uh, fields have different dimensions. So, but but oh oh the pitching mound's the same size in every yeah. stadium you go. The yes. pitching distance from the, the mound to the home plate is the same size. The, the bases base are the same the size. Same size. The yep. base pass is 90 feet regardless. There are some standards that you cannot overlook. Like yeah. you have to have these standards in place to make it work. Now, yeah, as my, far my, as your basketball for the NBA. Right. Right. So, like, I understand you're saying European basketball from the NBA, but those don't change unless it's international ball. That's it. Those are the standards for international ball. This is the standards for North American basketball. That's it, period. There's no there's no gray areas when it comes to that. Baseball, only the outfield maybe gets changed in dimensions. But the field is the field. Right. The just field like, is the field. Just like NFL football and college football, high school football, the field dimensions are the same. Take it to CFL, you're getting 120-yard fields because the end zones are deeper. And the field right. goal placement is different. You know, right. so, I, I, yeah, I'm with y'all on that for sure. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the uniformity would, would help things. Um, but uh, I, I'm trying to think of what actually would really force, because a lot of these folks are just scared to lose the um the luster i think people associate and and i think it's unfair to a lot of people blame floyd mayweather all the floyd mayweather the undefeated thing you can't put that on him as to why you're scared to do it paul you know paul Mm. is the biggest travesty these athletic commissions in different states with different standards bro yeah yeah they're killing it they're killing it new york is different from vegas vegas is different from cali cali's different from connecticut Connecticut is different from Florida. You got these guys fighting wild fights in Abu Dhabi. Like yeah. that is crazy, man. And, and it's that not is safe. crazy. It's, the boxing commissions are rigged. It's a lot of corruption. It's a lot of corruption. This is why, like, it. It. I've gotten to so many arguments. As a matter of fact, there's dudes I stopped even talking to off the Wilder um, Fury thing. Like I legit don't talk to them. I, I, I was doing a a boxing thing um, every Friday night. I stopped talking to them. I stopped doing it. it the, the corruption is ridiculous. And when they talk about these commissions. The they say there's a standard. I mean, this this reminds me of like police procedure. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, the cop is supposed to do A, B, and C, and we know how these things play out out in the world and then out in the um in the courtroom. Stuff no, does not play the way it's written down by the by the bylaws and all of that. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, the, the, look, there are some simple fixes in my mind. When hands are getting wrapped, for example, that should be televised or at least recorded. That should be live. You know what I'm saying? That should be where someone can see that. We don't have to depend on whether there was a commission official there and whether he was corrupt or not. We all can see it. These days right. going live is cheap. Somebody can literally just have their phone and go live. We need to be able to see that. We, the, um, the officials should be uh, interviewed. Like, why do we interview everybody else, but we don't interview the referee? We don't interview the judges. Why don't we get any rationale as to what their crazy card, explain their crazy card? There should be more transparency with all of this stuff to make the corruption more difficult to pull off. Somebody's always going to try to pull something because that's life. You know what I'm saying? Especially if, the judges in boxing. Yeah. Especially them fucking judges yeah. in boxing. They should be held because accountable. a lot of them, it's like, what was your logic 
and seen yeah. what 90 million people saw was a fucking execution in a ring. Right. And you decided to go the other way because right. you Here's think the, thing. the other person made more content. You know, than you know, you know what, you know what, Dan? Here's Yo, the I, thing. I always said, I always said, I'm sorry, TJ. I always said that the judges should never be lined up in a in a row. They should be there should be a judge on every side of that ring. That's how it know? is, though. But is that is that how it is, or is that is I, I always thought it was lined, they were lined. They were they were all sitting at a, at a table. Yeah, it, it, it's there's a lot of corruption, dog. Like there are uh, promoters of like like Eddie Hearn are putting up for for writers and people. They're paying for your flight and your hotel. They put you in a nice hotel. They they're taking judges and stuff out to eat to big dinners and stuff. It's just there's a lot of shit that goes on that affects the outcome of the sport and it just ruins. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. In no sport are referees, umpires, judges. They're never doing press conferences in no sport. Referees in NFL, referees in the NBA, umpires yeah. in the major league, college referees. None of these dudes are getting questioned. And that'll never happen. That'll well, just never happen. Here's, here's my take on the corruption, right? In boxing, I don't give a fuck. As, an, as me, I personally don't give a fuck because my thing is this, right? If I'm a boxer and I'm in the ring with a motherfucker and I, and I think that the referees might cheat me or whatever, I'm preparing to bust his ass. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to leave it up to referees. I'm trying to knock this dude out. But if I don't, let's just say I don't. Let's just say I spend a bunch of that fight undeniably beating him the fuck up, right? I'm, I'm whipping his ass. I'm beating him the fuck up and I get cheated. On that judge's card. I know one thing for sure, I'm gonna get a rematch, and I know two things for sure. I can beat this motherfucker. So now in that second fight, I know that it's in my hands, I'm fucking him up because the corruption is gonna happen no matter what. So but but Tyrone, Tyrone, I gotta do. You can say that, but that fucks with a, a boxer's psyche because he already thinks he got the fight in the bag, bro. Now he's gotta fight this dude again. Yo, you're a boxer, that's bro. tough, you're man. You're, and that's if you even get the rematch. If you're, that's what that's I was going to say. Is if, if it's not contractually obligated, they don't have to do it. You can't yeah, force but, them to, to do it. So okay, if, look, look, in, in, in the instance of, of Wilder and, and Fury, for the second two fights, there was already a contractual obligated third fight. And uh, Wilder had to take him into arbitration to force that third fight to even happen. And this is when he got a contract. If you don't have a contract with a guy, you can't make him get back in the ring, man. Yeah. And they could job you and roll out and you'd never get that off again. It's, right. it's really, it's crazy. It's a crazy okay. thing, man. Let me ask you a question though. If you are in this boxing and this is the way you make your living and you know that it's corrupt and you know that this is, a, you have to be mentally prepared to be cheated. You, you have to be mentally prepared to be cheated. So, TJ, what you're saying about how that fucks with your psyche, it shouldn't, because I know. I'm a boxer. I'm in this. I know it's corrupt. I'm prepared already mentally that there's a possibility that I may get cheated in a big fight. And you just I mean, got wrong with that. That's true, but you know what? What does it do for us as fans to get cheated? Now, we, we go to work, and now I got to put up $79.99 for a pay-per-view. I got folks to come over, and I got the wings and all of that. And then we get cheated. How do we get restitution in a situation yeah, well, like that? We got, next, yeah. month, next month, Paul, you're doing it again. Because you don't really get it. Here's some things on that, though, because let's keep it real. We had Tyson fights back in our day. Yeah. 
we got cheated with some of them eight second victories in a way, in a way we got cheated because it would be blink of an eye, just like that episode of Martin where everybody's trying to run him around the house and do those shit. And he done missed the whole fight because it was over 30 seconds. So we could say we get cheated in that. But Tyrone, to your point, you shouldn't, we always say you never play, you never, you, you, you don't, you play in spite of the referee. You never play for the referee's whistle. You never play, you know, hoping you don't get a penalty, yada, yada, yada. Same applies within boxing. You should ne never have to go into a fight worried about what they're going to do. Oh, they cheated me this time. Now I'm going to go harder. You should go harder off the strength already. You should go harder, go off the strength already. The issue is, is the referees and the judging and stuff, they shouldn't be as corrupted nor influential in why you lose and a lot of these things they happen it's they're they're there for why you lost in some cases they're the reason for why you lost in some cases when yeah okay you could go harder the next fight you can go harder the next fight and still the same shit happens again there needs to be some type of regulations. Also, like, you said, like Paul mentioned, like there should be regulations across the board on this is how everybody's supposed to score. This is how a, an official is supposed to look over a fight. Yes, there's certain things injury wise and stuff you got to move case by case for. But the overall, there also, should be some level of uniformity that keeps you on board to where you're not fighting for, I know I'm going to get cheated. You should never go into anything thinking you know you're going to get cheated. But look what also you're putting your body through to go through that again to fight the same person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Boxing is the is the sport where it's, it's physically demanding. You got to go through that shit to beat his ass again when you beat him convincingly the first time? That's insane, dogs. You gotta make that choice when you decide to be a boxer. All that shit is part of the game of boxing. But, um, not if, not if, not if you beat them to a pulp and they still say you lost. And then let's yeah. say you just can't knock the dude out the second time, and they say you lost the same way you lost the first time. Then here's what? But well, here's my um here's my defense of Floyd Mayweather. Right? Jay Z said it. We always take this show back to the top. Jay Z said, "If I shoot you." You're famous, but if you shoot if you shoot me, you're famous. But if I shoot you, I'm brainless. And that's how I feel about Floyd. There was a lot of fights that Floyd shouldn't have took because it wasn't beneficial to him. It wasn't risk versus reward. Like even the Canelo fight. The Canelo fight was all reward for Canelo. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Floyd didn't have to do that. Canelo losing, Canelo got more losing against Floyd than he would have got in another fight. He did. He did. Yeah. So yeah. Floyd gave Canelo that shot. Floyd didn't have to what? fight a young Canelo Alvarez, you know what I mean? So a lot of fights that we wanted Floyd to take was not beneficial for Floyd to take. And Yo, they were always beneficial. They were no, always beneficial because what 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 it, where, where, where it bet money Mayweather. It fighting yeah, Mayweather, fighting Mayweather was beneficial always yeah. for both sides yeah. because those fighters got their biggest paydays yeah. against him. You the boxing expert. Was it beneficial for Floyd to fight Canelo? Well, like I, I agree with that. That Canelo got more out of that, no matter what happened, because the exposure. But I, I think there was a personal element to that too, because you know Oscar De La Hoya and and Floyd got issues, and they still got issues. And I think it was real satisfying for Floyd to shut that down. 
on on Oscar. You know what I'm saying? I think it was because he did it to Oscar himself, and then he's done it to several Golden Boy fighters. So I think I I personally think there was probably a um, Floyd is one of these dudes that, and and I think some of the greatest athletes you have to have a certain type of ego to be the best. You just have to be that way. Absolutely, um, absolutely. I think I think he didn't like the idea of any. Oh, this is supposed to be the upcoming next new whomever. And I think between that and Oscar's involvement, I think it was very pleasing to him to shut that whole thing down and upset that apple cart. So in that way, it was probably personally beneficial. I don't know if it, if it did his career. And it, if you look now, now, I mean, it's easy to say this years and years later, but look at all that Canelo has done post Floyd. Then yes, now looking back, it is beneficial for Floyd because yes. you can say, all right, well, this guy went, you know, he's supposed to be the world beater and he's done A, B, and C, one, two, three. And Floyd shut him down when Floyd was 36 years old and like 15, 20 pounds, uh, you know, lighter than him and washed him. I'm talking like washed him. I don't know if Canelo won a single round. He barely won a moment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but signing that contract at, at the time, I agree with you. I don't think it was a whole lot for him, but he got, Floyd was getting, $30 million a fight. You know what I'm saying? So, like, look, I, I can't think of a man I wouldn't fight for $30 million. You can punch me in my sleep. You can, you, you can stop punching me. You know what I'm saying? Just roll in my bedroom and stop whacking me in the face. <laughs> but there's something you said, but there's something you said, though, when talking, because Tyrone spun us to Floyd. It goes to, we don't know the internals. I'm pointing to my head, y'all, for people who can't see me. We don't know yeah. the internal motivation. For some, to where, yeah. yes, it can be perceived that what did Floyd gain out of this? But for Floyd himself, yeah. morally and personally, it, it could have been everything for that moment besides the bag. Like he's, yeah. you know, like he, like Paul just said, that, that whole moment could have been fuck De La Hoya, fuck yeah. anybody who thinks anything about any of his fighters all that, like I destroyed the best out of your entire camp. Now, but, then, and, but yo, didn't and that could have been his thing? Didn't Canelo drop two weight classes though to fight to fight Floyd? No. No, no, they, no, no. There, there was no. a there was a catch weight of like a pound or two because he was at fifty four at the time, and that was Floyd's fifth division. So I think there was a concession of like a pound or two. I forget exactly. Maybe it was like one fifty. I can tell you this, Floyd probably didn't even weigh 154 the night of. He, he's not a big dude at all. He probably walks around at maybe 60 now. You know what I mean? He's not a big guy at all. And Canelo was like 15, 20 pounds heavier than Floyd the night of. But there was only a concession of, of, of a couple of pounds. Now, um, Canelo is at 168. So let me see. That's 54, 60, 68. He's, he's divisions above that now. Um, you know, he's he done roided up pretty good and got himself all swole up and stuff now. But... um. No, nah, he did. They, they, so he didn't drop. He didn't drop for Floyd. So here's what it did for Floyd, because Floyd was like just burgeoning as his own promoter, management team, team money Mayweather, and all that stuff. Floyd, now when he after that fight, he controlled the box office. He 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 controlled the pay per views. He was making sure he was getting his money streamed from every aspect of the fight, not yeah. only the purse. He was making sure he was getting the ticket stub and the pay-per-views. And from that point on, he set the blueprint of how you want to get paid as a boxer if you get out there and you finally work your way up to being the best that you can step out on your own and this is what you could command because this is who you are. That's what it did for Floyd. 
Yeah, I think it was the um the Ortiz fight on. He uh he bought out the concession and everything. So literally, if you get getting oh. t-shirts, if you're buying a Coke, if you're getting a hot dog, you're paying for it. Yeah, all of it. All of it. All of it. I want in. Um, on the he said, I want in. On the De La Hoya fight with Floyd, right? Yeah. Do you believe, for me, De La Hoya won the fight. Not the actual fight. I'm not saying De La Hoya won the actual fight. But for me, De La Hoya looked like the winner in this. He got a split decision with Floyd at a time where Floyd, I thought Floyd was going to wash him up. So for me, watching De La Hoya actually put in that effort, put in that work, actually give Floyd a little bit of trouble and actually come away with a split decision, for me, De La Hoya won the overall night. He didn't win the fight. But for me, I feel like we just Didn't we just talk about judges? Didn't we just talk about judges? Are we just not talking about judges? Okay, okay, so TJ, don't let so the TJ, go. Don't let it go to the cards. TJ, TJ, right, all right. So we, uh, I, I wanted to make a point, but we we kind of straight away. So again, this 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 bears the question: Is is boxing? Does boxing need to have some type of AI, some type of artificial intelligence now? No, it, boxing needs to be that? regulated. Boxing needs to be regulated on a, like a federal level or something like that, where. Because there's just too many hands in the bag. Yeah, like I said, yeah. these boxing commissions are fucking ridiculous, bro. There's too many hands in the bag. And everybody's got to eat before the fight is even made. Everybody's got to eat before the fight is even made. And that's, that's, the, crazy. And that's my thing. Like, they need, to, they need to find a way to cut these fucking promoters out of the game. Like let the promote if you want to be promoter whatever allow you know allow them to run say like you know what actually this is what I was thinking this whole time within this conversation and how it can be done with boxing because you know you got the WBO the IBC the WBF whatever all these fucking different things, alphabet right? suit yeah it, alphabet suit the blueprint is kind of already there. If you go back to the territory system of professional wrestling, where you had your Mid-South, your, your, your Florida Championship, your Smoky Mountain, your all of these places, right? And most, of, except for, I think, Smoky Mountain, but almost all of these places were under the umbrella of the NWA. So where the champion toured within all of these independent circuits, but they all went under the NWA's rules. They all went under the NWA's umbrella to where anybody in said company could become the NWA champion. So if boxing got all together and said, hey, look, we'll pick, like if, if these if these heads got together, it was like, all right, you know what? Let's just try to unify this shit. We're going to create one belt for each division. No more of we're all separate, whatever, whatever, right? Create automatic 60-40 pots. Now, yes, depending on the fighters, the purses are going to be way more. I mean, you know, the overall purses would be way more than what, say, you know, up-and-comers that are just coming out fighting their first and second professional fights out of, like, Golden Gloves or some shit, you're not going to make as much as a Mayweather-Canelo who's going to bring the organization way more money. 
But they, if they had, but Dan, who's gonna come in and buy all these guys up? Who's gonna come in and buy all these guys up besides these Saudi dudes who are trying to take over sports as a whole, as you see now with the golf and now with with the, the MMA and stuff like that. That's why I mentioned they can do as come together as one team and one thing. They can have their separate, you know, we're going to have, we're going to host fights here. We're going to host fights here. We're going to host fights here. But you're all under one umbrella. You're all, you're, you're all still under one umbrella. You don't no. need somebody to buy up everybody. And I don't sign up that. for this league or you fight how you choose to fight. I don't want that because I don't want to be a unification fight. If you do it like that, we won't have none of the unification fights. And I like the unification fights. I like the, the fights for the all adults to be undisputed in unification title fights. And if it's only one belt, you get those fights up. So no, I don't I don't want one belt. I like the fact that they can all come together and have a unification fight to, to claim an undisputed chance. Well, they could do that by way of a tournament for and have each fucking champion fight to unify all of the shits to where there's one fucking champion. There's no need for a thousand belts. Tyrone just spinning wrestling real quick. You already know this because of all the fans complaining AEW's got too many titles. So what? So what? Fight for them bitches. Fight for yeah, them bitches, I, but they don't need think, to. I'm the the organization the belt organizations have just made things more difficult. Like uh the WBO now is now considered like I guess one of the four majors, but even as recent as Roy Jones' career, the WBO was not it was a minor belt. It was the the loftiest of the minor belts. You know what I'm saying? So, and mm -hmm. that's we were talking like 20 years ago, you know, 20, 20 something years ago. Um, so it, it's it's a relatively recent development and it only creates more confusion. You had um Darius Mikoshevsky over there in like Germany or whatever, he had the WBO at the time that Roy Jones was obviously, obviously a, the dominant man in the, the whole sport, let alone 175. But this man got to claim, and he wasn't leaving Germany, he got to claim that he was a champion. And that, I just, it, it creates, a, 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 it, if there was only one belt, no man can walk around posturing saying he's a champ because he can't, he don't have the belt. It just makes, I mean, I do like unification fights. It makes it fun. That is fun. But unfortunately, it gives people a, a, a means, a vehicle to not do the right thing. And they can walk around and with their chin up saying they're the champ. And you can't, unfortunately, it just would make, it would, it would leave people in out to not make the fight that we want. If you want to walk around and be called the champion, you have to beat the champion. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that way it takes it all out of the, you can still be a bad man. You can be a big attraction. But ultimately, if you want to be the champ, you got to beat the champ. And I, look, the yeah. thing that we missed out, and I probably we're probably not going to see Tank versus Devin Haney. I don't think we're going to see that fight ever. And we missed out on a situation because even a guy that had all of the belts, he had all four. Devin Haney had all four belts. We still didn't get the Tank situation. It's going to make it even more difficult if if because Tank had what they considered a they, they he got elevated with the WBA to now he's a full on champion at 135 but he had like a minor version of the same title that that Devin had so he can still say he's a champ that's that's crazy you can't this too much and when you got four people running around saying I'm the champ I'm the champ I'm the champ but then right. you like you said you like unification fights but now because the promoters can't get along you can't get those fights so now you got four people saying that they're the best when you're not having the same output of the best versus the best yeah. is being prevented by way of ownership that's why I say 
you know, hate him or hate him, Dana White, in some respects, he did it right, with the exception of not paying the fighters the way that they deserve to be paid, but he did it right. Because when the fans called for certain matches and the matches were there, they happened. With no ifs, ands, or buts. They happened. It just was an argument of pay. But the, I, I fan, seen, um, the fights happened. I seen Thelonious on there was saying uh, Sven Octi. That's another situation. Uh, um, uh, who, you know, he he had the um, at super middleweight. Didn't leave Germany and, and hid the title. Uh, uh, Joe Calzaghe pretty much did that till the tail end of his career also. So you already yeah. get guys that are there. They want to protect their brand and they want to be able to do what they can do. And having a championship belt, one of them, some of these dudes still walk around with like um, IBO championships. When You know, when, when people discuss Manny Pacquiao's career and they say oh, he's an eight division champion, you know, one of those, I think at 140, was like an IBU or IBO. It was not even a major one of the major belts. It just it it muddies the water for anybody who wants to even attempt to get involved in the sport. If you want... I have fight parties all the time. If somebody comes over and every single fight looks like, where are all these belts? People holding belts that aren't even, what are these? They got an NABF, <laughs> like regional titles. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it, it just muddies the water and it makes it less special when an actual championship fight is taking place. People need to know that. It, it's difficult. I want people to, to be involved in the sport, but then I got to explain a really complicated... The eyes glaze over like, all right, well, you know, let me go get some of this fish. I don't care what you're talking yeah, about. Like, I'm not I gotta, here for all of this shit. I'm not... Yeah. I ain't <laughs> they want to know who the champ is. They, they want to know who the champ is. It should be easy to... Look, folks can love or hate Deontay Wilder, but the dude kept saying one name, one belt, one, you know what I'm saying? One guy, one champion of the world. That's right. all we need. And that makes it, it makes it so much easier for people to get into it. Um, and, and boxing really can't shoot itself in the foot over and over again because it's already kind of a niche sport. You know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't have the heyday that it used to enjoy uh, uh, anymore, man. You used to be able to just watch boxing on free TV and, and, and people knew who the heavyweight champion was. Which you walked me right into where I wanted to go. Yes. And shout out to Jamal once again. He's, he didn't make it this week. He says that how, like, you know, these light heavyweight, middleweights, flyweights, whatever, you know, all them little midget tiny people weights, you know, non non normal human beings who are 200 plus and above, you know what I'm saying? Weights, right? They are exciting fights. But let's keep it real the heavyweight division is what brought most of us yeah. to the yard. And I think, though there's some names coming about nowadays, the lack of a heavyweight division that you could kind of say we grew up on, to me, it does something. It did something to the sport. It 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 it, it kind of took away from the sport where, yeah, we had Tyson who was tearing up everybody until he got in front of a, a, a Evander Holyfield or the, the unfortunate situation with Buster Douglas in Japan and things like that. But we had most of our most recognizable names were all heavyweight. Will we ever get back to that? Or are we like slowly approaching that? Because again, the heavyweight fight is what, uh, to me, is what keeps the, you, you, we, the purists love the smaller guy because it's a way more technical fight. Yeah. But to get more people back into it was always the big name heavyweight that was the true draws in right. that sport. You know what though? I, I think the emergence of 
the emergence of of the NBA and the NFL as major sports with league minimums took a lot of the American heavyweight talent away. If you knew you could ride the pond for three fifty a year, or get punched in the head for a thousand dollars a night, I mean that's easy math right there. That's easy. These guys, I used to look at. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I used to look at guys like like with frames like Dwight Howard or whatever or LeBron could easily be a heavyweight champion. I mean, if you look at the frame, the, if they grew up in the, in the, come on, brother, come on, my kid, my kid in here, sneaking in here. Um, look at the big head. Look at this. All right. Hello. Hello. But I think that that really did, because if you look at like in the time of Joe Lewis and, and even Muhammad Ali, the NFL players weren't making what they make now. You know what I'm saying? It just wasn't, there wasn't really a competitive area for a man that size to do anything other than hey i could be the heavyweight champion in the world so that that makes it really tough man i think also the fact that it don king and bob aram kind of ran the sport off of network television they burned some bridges so you don't get those guys aspiring to be a heavyweight champion anymore you know what i mean when you used to be able to look on there and, and, and see muhammad ali on regular television a young kid wants to be that now they're looking, I want to be LeBron. They're not looking at, I want to be Deontay Wilder because they don't, they don't get access. Especially if you're talking about you have to see him uh, for $100 on pay-per-view. Your mother's not going to order that for your five-year-old ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll spend $79.99 to watch Deontay. That's not going to happen. <laughs> right, so right. It, it, it really has, it's, it's messed up the imagination of young athletes aspiring to be something. They're going to want to play major sports where they get to see it on free television every single week. You know what I'm saying? A long season. Uh, well, it'd only be 16 games if they're watching Dallas, but I'm saying, it, it, you know, you get a long <laughs> season <laughs> where, where you can actually, you know, and I think that's that's really hurt. That's hurt the sport. Um, I do think what Al Heyman and the PBC are doing with Amazon Prime is good because Amazon, you know, there's a lot of access. A lot of people have Prime just because um, Amazon taking over the whole world. So I'm hoping that that's going to excuse me, put more butts in seats, so to speak, and, and make the access a little bit more um, readily available for everybody. But we miss regular television. That that To answer your question, a long-winded answer to that question, I think regular television and, and the emergence of the NFL and the NBA have, have taken a lot of the talent away you for the heavyweights. Well, what about, what about as far as lack of, like, just lack of overall <laughs> skill, right? Watching, the Deont watching Deontay Wilder fight, to me, is is tough because I'm like, yo, this dude came and throw a straight jab, man. Yeah. You know, so, so you you think you think that just the lack of the overall skill, also, you know, kind of lessened the audience for boxing. Even well, he, he started so late, so like one of the reasons I, I because when he when Deontay first came on the scene, I wasn't wasn't loving him like that for the same kind of reasons, just super raw. Um, super green, but you know, he started at like 18, 19 years old. Floyd started at like five years old. So that's a huge, huge gap yeah. in development. Boxing is one of those sports. It takes a lot of development, man. You have, you can't start at 20 years old. And matter of fact, the only reason Deontay was even able to make it is that he just had that God given one hit acquitted punch power. Otherwise we would have never heard him. You know what I'm saying? So I, it, it takes a, there's a, a legitimate farming uh, a system that has to happen for a person to get to the pinnacle where we actually know where they are. And again, those guys are getting pushed towards other sports. Think about now, generationally, we have fathers that are pushing their sons to the football field or to the basketball court. They're not put, taking them to the gym. 
Right, so right. The, the development has to happen from a small age. And if these fathers, because we're all now, I, I reckon we're yeah. all about the same age, right? We I'm closing in on 50. So we got young fathers that's 30. They didn't grow up really watching the sport. It wasn't on television for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're taking their kid to go be Kobe. They're not taking them to be Floyd. It's, it's unfortunate, man. It's, a, it's, a more, it's open the playing field, especially with the heavyweights, on a global place where now you have uh, um, guys like Usyk and Tyson Fury and, you know what I'm saying, you have the, the Klitschko brothers were doing their thing. You, you now have European markets coming in to seize those positions. Um, you're not going to have an Asian heavyweight champion of the world. They just don't make them like that. They're, they're not large enough for that. Yeah, well, they so, they, um, they make them. They make them, but they end up in. They end up doing other shit. They're in professional wrestling. They're doing yeah. sumo, like and, and that's not a stereotype. They do sumo over there. You know what I'm saying? Like they do sumo in high school over there. Like yeah. so it's, it's different. But I like your point about the television aspect of things. Um, you know, but but in in counter conversation to that, we also just have to look at the the the, the times that we're in. You know, yeah. the times at TV evolved to where yeah. at one time that was the only way to get televised boxing was yeah. you're getting to get you're gonna get to see Muhammad Ali on CBS television at eight o'clock tonight. Because that was the deal that they was able to strike at those times. To where, yeah. like now, yes, we got cable television. Yeah, pay per view was the thing, and that's where part of their the bulk of their money comes into play. But you have ESPN, who does show yeah. fights every so often. Or if you want to see some of the grassroots of boxing, you get a lot of those people that are five and zero, six and zero. You see them on those types of ESPN fight nights and things like that. Yeah. Once in a blue. Like over the past few years, like NBC tried, and I know that was one of the first places I seen um Keith one time Thurman was yeah, on yeah. on on free TV, but you're not getting it at that heavyweight level. To where like I do like your perspective of yeah, I I think it is the accessibility of other sports compared to as far yeah, as the size yeah. is concerned, yeah. and then too with the with the head injury aspect of sports nowadays, because yeah. you mentioned people people are pushing their children away from football at a young age and pushing them to soccer, which in endurance wise it's far better. Yeah, but then yeah. do they want to transition to the other side? Like a lot of people wait now for their kids to play football in high school. But even football, that's something you do need at an early age. You do, yeah. you do need to understand to learn how to play that level of human chess from young. It yeah. is you know, easy to pick up as an adult, but the, the foundations is what you're speaking to. And, and a, a lot of true foundations don't really start till young. Go ahead, Tyrone. You know what else starts it up is, is natural talent. Because I've done boxing training, and 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 to play football, if you can run fast and you have a slight ability to catch a football without even any training, you can actually be kind of decent playing football. Basketball, if you got a good jump shot and you, if somewhat athletic, you can be actually decent playing basketball. Football, basketball don't take that much work to actually be a decent player. I'm not saying you don't have to put the oh, work. Oh no, on. baseball needs <laughs> tons of work. No, no, no. I'm not saying that you don't have to put work in, but I'm saying that if you have a natural talent to play basketball, national athleticism, you can be pretty decent. If you have a natural talent to play football, speed, certain things, you can be pretty decent. In boxing, it don't matter how good you are, you can get in there and get fucked up. 
And, and it's hard. The training for bo- I did boxing training, and I stopped because I was like, you know what I'm going through? I actually it can play football and go through half of this and be the best football player on the field. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. no, I'm not doing this boxing shit when I know that I can go play football, do half of the training, and be the best motherfucker out there. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I can see boxing, do all of the training, go in the ring, and get my ass whooped. It's 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 extremely hard, man. It's it's super. I, I Tyrone, I nobody to wants say, to get hit in the face. Yeah, nobody wants to get punched sport. in the face. <laughs> Look, it, it not only is it the hardest, it's the deadliest sport on the planet. It's, people die. People legitimately die. Like I don't know that there's been a a, a UFC death, and if there has, this it's it, a gladiator it, sport. Yeah, you literally. It look. The thing is, you're getting punched in the head over the course of 36 minutes. If you include the, the minute in, 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 in between, it's a 45-minute endeavor of getting punched in the head. Um, the reason why something like UFC, because I've, I've had people try to argue that UFC is more dangerous, it's really not, though. It's a shorter fight. So if it's non-title, it's only three rounds, three five-minute rounds. And just the prospect of maybe getting kicked in the head keeps people at a further distance. You're standing further away. Or you might be locked up in grappling. So, yeah, you could break my arm, but that doesn't kill you. You know what I'm saying? You can you getting drubbed up against the side of your head for 45 minutes. Brother, that, that could kill you. And that's where the deaths actually happen. That's why they moved the fights from 15 rounds to 12. It was um, Boom Boom Mancini killed a Korean fighter. I forget the Korean fighter's yeah. name. Um, yeah. And they... they yeah, they, they, I remember they that. I Vegas, remember that. Yeah. That was in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, it's just yeah. it's a deadly sport and it's super difficult. It's really, really hard. That's part of the reason I love it so much. I've been a martial artist my whole life, but I, I love watching boxing because it's it's just hard. It's very de- it is playing chess for real, and there's legit punishment. Instead of me taking your your rook or your bishop, I'm taking your chin. It's it sucks, man. It's hard. Body shots hard, man. Let me ask you this. Real quick, Dan, real quick, Paul, because you're a martial artist, like you say. And like you said, you stand further back because you don't want to get kicked in the face and stuff like that. That's that's not that's not an easy thing to participate in either, because you're talking about joints and 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 elbows and shit like that. That's not easy, dog. Like you're still putting your body on the line. You know what I'm saying? For sure. No, no, and I and I don't mean to undermine it at all, but I think because the speed and the distance that punches are like if I if I could punch you, you could punch me. But by and large, we if we're that close to each other, we can both hit each other. Um, so things are coming so fast, the limbs are shorter, things are coming in quick succession. It's just really difficult to know where to be and where not to be. And one split second decision, wrong decision, and you could be out of there. It's, it's really hard. Like I said, the, the UFC... Well, you, it's funny you say that. It's just because the Roy Jones-Tarver fight, Roy was just a split second slower than Tarver, and he got knocked out. And you know what? James he threw Tony the punch pointed, at almost the same time. James Tony pointed this shit out, and it's so funny to me. But you know they both had their eyes closed when, they, when, when that punch landed. Both of them. Oh, <laughs> both I didn't know them. that. Yeah, I didn't both know them. that. Because sometimes, you know, just reflexively, you blink at the wrong time, you take your hand, you know, you, you're not in the game for just a moment. It's over. It's over for you. And that fight killed me, by the way. That was... Yeah. It's I was with two of my see. best friends in the world. One of them didn't like Roy. And the other one inexplicably was a Roy fan, but celebrated somehow. Yo, you ever get a flash of anger over you? Like, just, just for a moment. Just for a moment, you feel like I know what a homicidal person feels like. Yo, I was so 
angry. They were celebrating. Boy, got knocked. They were celebrating. I was, I was like, this is what the, what impulse control separates us from from maniacs. You know what I'm saying? Because like for just a moment, I wanted to spaz out on both of them. I was so angry, yo. That how could anybody be celebrating? This? How could anybody be happy about this? No, I was so mad, man. Listen, that, that hurt my heart. That that Yo. hurt my heart because Roy Jones is my favorite boxer. Yeah, and I hate Tarver. Tarver got an ugly style. His style is aesthetically ugly. I mean, it just of all people, not him. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I'm Look, yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Look, Roy Roy's career could have gone down so differently. Now, if you remember, Roy had already gone to heavyweight. He did not have to go back down and lose like 26 pounds or 20, 25 pounds of muscle in X amount of months to fight Talbot. If I was advising Roy's career, this is what I would have done. James Tony was still there. Holyfield was still operating there. Um, there was a couple of other guys. Uh, Chris Bird was there. Guys who did not start at heavyweight. So they were heavyweights, but they were not natural heavyweights. Lennox Lewis is the champion of the world. I would have had him Roy fight maybe do a rematch with James Tony. You probably could have, you probably could have pulled that off. The speed was still there or, or to a less dangerous effect. You do a, a John Ruiz, a Holyfield, uh, you know, two of those kinds of guys fight Lennox, get knocked out. The memory of Roy would have been way different from what it is now. The way we look at him now, we would have seen him get knocked out by Tarver. We wouldn't have seen him get knocked out by Glenn Coffey Johnson and, and just get battered and bruised by guys that had no business. Um, oh, that's right. Okay, Thelone, I'm reading Thelone's drink. After, yeah, after he beats Ruiz, his top five ever is what he's saying. He could, right, seriously, that, that would, the legend of Roy would have been a different thing. If he, but, you know, Roy's the competitor. He's still trying to do things now. I think he just, if I've read this correctly, him and Tarver are doing an exhibition fight soon. 20 years yeah. later, they're about to do another one. So, Roy, I don't think Roy would have stopped after Ruiz, but but um, Thelone's makes a good point. We would have looked at him completely differently. But um, the, it, it's ah, oh, that killed me. That 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 one in the Tyson loss to Buster Douglas killed me, man. No, yeah, not a guy Roy Jones. The, the, the one, the, the 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 one that killed me was Sweet Pea versus De La Hoya, and he he yeah. definitely won that fight, bro. What you know what he did? Sweet Pea gave a, gave some shit up that you're not supposed to. Do. All right, in martial arts, they tell you, especially if you're doing like point fighting, right? You're supposed to play it like. If the other dude scored on you, you're not supposed to acknowledge that at all. There was end of rounds where Sweet Pea was like hitting his own legs in frustration at the end of the round. Like you, you, you. If a judge was on the teetering on the edge about who to get the round to, you're telling the judge you're making a decision for the judge. If you look frustrated with the round, all right, well, let me go ahead and give it give it time. I love Sweet Pea, but he was playing too much. You can't play you. Defense is great, but you have to make them pay. You have to hit them. You know what I mean? You have to make a miss. You have to make them pay. You can't just show. All right. It's funny how things have changed where they were. Um, I believe it was Willie Pep went around without throwing a punch. But those days are gone. You have to throw punches. The offense is what wins the rounds. And I think Sweepy was so busy showing his superiority through the defense that you're not throw. You're not. You got to take it out of the hands of the judges, man. You have to do a little bit more. You got to counter. You have to counter. Yeah, he gave it away. He gave gave that opportunity away. And and I mean, look, let's be honest. They wanted a good-looking Hispanic guy. I mean, there was money to be made there. So they're not going to give it to a young brother from from Norfolk, Virginia, wherever he's from, from Virginia, when they have this guy up and coming. You know what I'm saying? You've got to take that food out of their mouth. You can't give him the opportunity um, just by kind of playing around a little bit. I think he, he 
he, he left enough room for them to take it from him. And he didn't have to do that. GP was amazing, though. Uh, I was just gonna bring up when they when, when Paul was talking about how like one slip up, one false move could fuck you up. And I remember when Lennox lost the rock mine and everybody was like, Oh, I seen Rock Mine the champion, he beat Lennox, and Lennox said, Yo, listen, I got caught slipping. And if you're a heavyweight boxer and you get caught slipping, you can get knocked the fuck out. And everybody yeah. was like, No, Lennox is making an excuse, but Lennox was like, Yo, I can beat dude very easily. I fucked around and found out, got caught slipping. And then when Lennox had the rematch and he fucked Rock Mine up, everybody was like, Oh, but Lennox was right. He was like, I just got caught slipping in, in boxing. If you slip, you can be knocked out. Yeah. Did you know in that situation, too, that he's he's lucky he had a contractual, uh, uh, you know, in his contract, he was able to force. Uh, the rematch because Mike Tyson was trying to get the fight with Rockman right after that, and mm -hmm. and and actually um, Lennox went to court and prevented that so that he could get the rematch with Rockman because there was going to be that would have been Mike Tyson's opportunity to be the heavyweight champion of the world again, which would have been crazy. Man, I was I remember the time being really really angry at Lennox Lewis for that because I, I was a Mike Tyson guy. I was a Mike Tyson guy like that was my dude, man. Um, and then we didn't get to see that Mike get that opportunity against Rockman because Lennox forced the rematch in the uh, in the courts. And of course, eventually we got Mike Tyson versus versus Lennox, which is another sad day. <laughs> That's a sad day, man. Uh, I felt like I was taking the, that beat down. We get the we get the <laughs> famous bars of "Get your shit rocked, man," like Hasim Rockman. But um, but yeah, nah. I say all that to go back to I say all that to go back to what Paul mentioned on how like it's it's probably the most dangerous sport in the world. Boxing is and. And for people to compare it to UFC, saying, oh, UFC is more dangerous. I compared that immediately when we was talking like that. I compared it to my job, sanitation, versus NYPD, being a police officer. My job is one of the top five most dangerous jobs on the planet. Uh, being a police officer doesn't crack the top ten on most lists, unless you're looking at a right-wing website that wants to, you know, back the blue and all that other nonsense. And okay. comparing the two, it's like, UFC, yeah, you have all these ways to dismantle a person, just like a police officer does. And they ultimately have a gun. But with sanitation, that one false move of a bag shooting out of the hopper at you, the liquid in the hopper, the juice is what we call hopper juice spraying you and you don't know what the fuck is in it nasty like boxing nasty could be the one thing that takes you out it's disgusting i've been sprayed many a times but because my job you technically we fight chemical warfare that we don't see each mm. and every day just from when say we're dumping the truck and bags are popping and exploding we don't know what's in them the one thing that could take you out easily, like a boxing, like punches and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It, compared to a police officer, many of their situations are preventable. It's just who's the person behind the gun. Bro, <laughs> I, I, I got to commend you. I, look, I lasted two days. I, I did. I, I worked the truck two days. Here. The second day, a rat jumped out of the damn thing almost right over my shoulder. A bag popped <laughs> open. And look, all of these maggots spilled all over my arm. And then oh. the killer was oh the dude, no. Yo, the no. dude, the dude riding the truck was like, he, he got out to help me put this um couch in the back, right? 
He was like, yo, a lot of lot of drivers won't get out, man. You'd have to do that by yourself. And it was only me on the truck. I said, how in the, how the fuck am I putting a whole guy? And, yo, you got to move at a speed that's ridiculous. Like, I'm telling you, the first day I did it, I was with a, a lot of Latin dudes. And I'm telling you, these dudes was coked up, bro. They was coked up, moving at a, at a rate that's not right. Like, it's not possible that you're moving like this. That's the private world, though. That's the bro. private world. Yo, I, 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 I'm just saying, I commend anybody that could do that. Yo, this by day two, nigga, I left. I, when I got off, I smelled like I can't even explain what I smelled like. Oh, I and, know. And it's, I know. And it's day two. I know. Yo, my cal the calluses on my hand had ripped open. Yo, and I had gloves on and all that. I said, yo, you know what, <laughs> bro? Because fall, that's because you did you did the private world. If bro. you were in my job, where it's working for the city. It's a career. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to run after day two because there's so many. Uh, now it's different because there's so many other avenues you could take within my job to yeah. do. But I get it. But I I get what you're saying because I've been there with oh these. My God. I've, I was clean. I was cleaning the truck. I was doing the maintenance on the truck one night. I had one maggot on my arm. I fucking can't stand. I'll deal with rats. I don't. I've built a. I've built a fucking tolerance to spiders Bruh. because of my job. I had one maggot Bruh. on my arm and I was fucking disgusted nah. feeling that spot all fucking day. All day. The next Moving day, I'm feeling the, the one spot. <laughs> Yo, maggots, fuck maggots. Nah. <laughs> oh, it was hundreds nah. of them. Hundreds nah. of them. That shit can't the bag, touch my skin. That shit can't touch my skin, bro. bro. I'm, I'm, I'm was, done. They spilled all over my arm and my chest. It was hundreds of them, yo. Mm -mm. I was like, mm -mm. I was like, bro. I'm leaving. Look, I'm going I was like, times, times is hard, but yeah. I ain't got to struggle like this. Like, like you know what I'm saying? I can, I can, <laughs> I can do something else. Like this. What this, are you this Your man said he'd rather no. sell Ginzu knives than, than do that shit. Again. Straight up, yo. Anything, anything. That look, I was so filthy, I didn't even want to ride the bus out of consideration for other people. Wow. I tried, I called my man to come get me. Yo, I didn't want to get on the bus. Yo, I was like, I, I was like, I was, I was not gonna do that to a whole bus full of people. No, no, I know how I smell right now. I know how I smell. I can't even, I, yo, I, that, I, I commend oh my them dudes. God. That's hundreds of maggots, dog. Hundreds, hundreds of maggots, bro. It just bought I would have lost, so lost my shit. The fact that the maggots made me ignore all the juice that came out with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't even think about that. <laughs> I wouldn't think about the liquid. It's the, all the maggots all over my arm, yo. Right, yeah, that, that, that was it. That was it. That was my last day. It's the perception of the danger. Like he's giving this maggot story, and you're talking about trash truck juice spilling the squirt in your eye and all that. But then a police officer says, "Hey, I got shot at today, and your job don't look dangerous as a cop." And that's the same right. thing with boxing versus UFC. I see somebody me say he got punched in the face with a man with a boxing glove on, and then I see a nigga at UFC get knee with a bare knee across his fucking chin. UFC looks way worse than boxing. When yeah, it's 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 all yeah, like you said, it's perception, perception yeah. to the actual reality of one is way more dangerous definitely than the other, but yeah. perception will make you think otherwise. Perception yeah. will make you think otherwise. But something we also said uh within this, we were talking about television when Paul brought up, you know, lack of seeing free fights and stuff like that. WWE is saying goodbye to television. In a way, not fully, but they're saying goodbye to television as far as the USA Network. So we're talking almost 25, 30 years of seeing Monday Night Raw 
on US on USA. Gone. Going to Netflix now. What do y'all what do y'all Tyrone? I'm gonna start with you. What do you what do you think of this new move to bring in semi-live television to Netflix? I think I think it's excellent because that's where the world is going. The world is going to streaming. You know what I mean? It used to be cable TV and now it's going to streaming. And guess what? Guess what? People who are complaining about it being on Netflix, you can't watch it on USA neither. If you want to watch it on USA, you got to have some kind of streaming or you got to have some kind of cable TV. So you still got to pay for it anyway. And and everything is going the way of streaming. And most people already have Netflix. You know what I mean? Most of the people I know, they already have Netflix. So I think this is a great move. The money is right. The deal is right. The time is right. Everything's right for me. I, I, I like it. Yeah, now the way this deal is to what I'm, I've learned is set up is Netflix has a five, it's a 10 year deal for 5 billion, billion, billion. This is once again, the W, the two W's is bigger than a Vince McMahon. The two W's are bigger than Vince McMahon. And $5 billion over 10 years, but they have a five year option to, to buy them out and cut, cut their, Deal cuts that you know end the deal or continue on for the rest of the 10 year deal. All right, I mean, Paul, like what do you think about this compare you know, comparing to every everything else we talked about? And you know, what kind of move do you think this is? I mean, Netflix is kind of running the show, man. This caused a lot of people to scramble uh and rethink and reconfigure the way that they're doing their business. So it's probably good. It's the biggest name brand in streaming right now. Um, if you look at the consolidation of what happened with HBO, what happened with Showtime for, you know, Showtime is now underneath the Paramount Plus situation and Showtime and Max and people are people are scrambling to, to position themselves to compete with Netflix. Netflix is, is running it, man. I mean, that that's good. That's if you're going <laughs> to excuse me, align yourself with a streaming service. That's the one you want. That's the biggest name. But no, there's nobody that says Paramount Plus and chill. We don't say that. It's Netflix and chill. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody knows that. That's so. That's the biggest right. brand um, in streaming. So that's that's probably a great thing. Like I said, I haven't watched wrestling in a long time, but everybody, your, your kids have their own little um, their little sub account in your account for for wrestling. You know what I mean? It's just it's a good thing. It's it, everybody's going to get to see that. I don't know where else you would have a more um, visible uh, vehicle for for wrestling. So that's that's got to be a good thing. Shit, I wish boxing was was on Netflix. Something like that, yeah. Like Ed said, WWE Word. has always been ahead of the curve. They were first with closed circuit television. They revolutionized the pay per view model. They were doing OTT streaming before ESPN or Disney or HBO, and now with Netflix, now they're doing live programming for the first time with a company that will bring bring them one million viewers every Monday night. I mean, good point, and yeah, they they can very well do that. It's just to me and TJ. Oh, I'm gonna go to y'all. I'm not sure how familiar you are with them, but the WWE already had their deal where the WWE Network is on Peacock, and it's been on Peacock. They made a 2.5 or two million, two billion dollar deal a few years back to have the whole network on Peacock. So it's like, it's a. I, do we foresee them moving everything over to Netflix eventually? And I, to me, the one thing that just bothers me about it is WWE as a network as a whole. I don't know if y'all had it or not, y'all too. But WWE as a network as a whole, when they first started their whole streaming network, 
they had like their setup was better than most of these streaming platforms already. But the smart thing in this is they align themselves with somebody who's already in hundreds of millions of households worldwide. Right. What's your thoughts? Which is why, which is why, like the Netflix deal was was such a great move. So, if you ask, if you ask me, but most of most of people I know in my circle, they're doing away with cable altogether. You know what I'm saying? Just dealing strictly with having internet and just dealing with streaming services. So this is really like like um I think it was Edda said that that WWE is going to, is is ahead of the curve. It, it it proves it right there with this Netflix deal. My thing is so don't, here's how don't I feel about it. Go ahead, Tyrone, and then I would jump in. There's no reason to move everything over to Netflix. You still got whatever Peacock going on, going on, and you got your deal with Netflix going on, and this, that's going to be good for you too. You don't have to put all your shit in one basket. You got two baskets. That's not going to stop. If you move everything to Netflix, the Netflix subscriptions aren't going to go up. The people who already got Netflix is just going to watch the pay-per-views, whereas you make more money having it on Peacock where somebody, people can watch different shit. Moving everything to Netflix ain't going to make no more extra money. Here, here's how I see it, right? These streaming services, and it started with like Amazon showing live MLB games. Hulu now promotes live sports. Even HBO Max shows, they, they teamed up with Bleacher Report, and they show a lot of live NBA games and stuff like that. Netflix was out the loop with live streaming live sports. This is going to help Netflix tremendously. Yes. And it might bring me back into the fold because... I don't. I really don't watch regular TV outside of live sports and the news. I do watch everything else off these streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. So I'm eventually getting off the cable, cutting the cord with cable as well. So I can I can now go in. It's easier for me to access it because it's always going to be on Netflix. And if I miss Monday night, I can watch it again on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or what have you. So I can watch what's happening and I can eventually catch up and be in the loop. So for me, as a person that used to watch it and stopped watching it, it can bring me back into the fold. So I like the move for both the WWE and, and Netflix. It was a marriage that needed to happen. And like you said, they already have a built-in base. And probably the majority of people who do watch wrestling already have Netflix. So it's going to be easier for them to access that way as well. That's the way I see it. It's, it's just... It's just adding another feature to live sports on a streaming network. Right. Like Ed said, the intention is for Netflix to be the global hub for WWE as their international deals dwindle down. Absolutely. Like they've been trying to branch out globally. See, the problem for me in WWE is, is they never played well with others. It's you're in their universe and that's it they never truly played well with others unless they were doing something where they were financing another company, i.e. how they used to do with ECW back in the day. They used to, they used to help Paul Heyman payroll and pay, you know, Paul Heyman used to have a lot of problems with paying people until, you know, a couple loans here and there from Vince McMahon helped them carry through until eventually he had to shut his doors who else do you go back to to buy, you know, to have them buy you easy, you know, things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, for this Netflix situation, it's a, it's a, it's a great deal for them. It's a great deal for Netflix. They're already in international homes. 
I mean, they're gonna Netflix is already global. Netflix is already global. I think there's over it's in over 250 plus million homes. I think just within the U.S. alone, within no, I think that's globally over 250 plus million um subscribers globally. Um, this is just the, the the whole thing of cable cable television is definitely dying a slow death. But what people some people realize, some people don't. All these damn streaming services, you're still going to end up paying the same amount you did for cable eventually. Because you, if you know your cable packages, as soon as you cut television everything, them little discounts that you get that keep $30, $40 off your bill, now you're going to be paying that $100 a month. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to spin these cable companies to where, oh, 100 you know what? We're going to charge 120 a month for your internet. Oh, you want the best internet? Now pay 160 a month. And then you're paying. So now you say if you're paying hundred dollars a month, which some people are already doing just for internet, you're paying hundred dollars a month. You're paying ten dollars. Actually, no, Netflix is gonna go up again. So you're probably gonna get to the 16 to 20 dollars a month for Netflix. No longer can share your passwords because they know if you log into somebody else's shit at another address under another IP, there's they're zapping you from that shit. And freaking you're paying for Peacock $10 a month. Amazon, if you're like me, you pay the Amazon Prime for the year, 170 something for the year, <clears throat> whatever the case may be. You want Max, you're paying another 10 to 15. Like you're paying for so many streaming services. Yes, the accessibility to everything is easier, but we're still going to go back to paying what you paid for having cable television. Yeah, but it's way better. The streaming services paying for all that. If cable cost me two hundred and the streaming services and my internet cost me two hundred, fuck cable because I don't watch half the shit that's on there. <coughs> right, right. Watch hardly anything. I watch sports on, on regular TV and that's and maybe some reruns of shows that I can watch on any of those streaming platforms anyway. But fuck cable. If I'm paying two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars for internet and all of my streaming platforms is way better than having cable TV. I, I think I think I think sports is the only thing that's gonna save cable in the long run. <laughs> because you know, right. you can watch all that other shit on stream on the streaming network. Which brings it back full circle. Bring back some boxing to regular television. Full bring back some, <laughs> bring back some boxing to regular television. It'll help. It's just the content on the streaming services are better than what cable is offering right now. It's and, the, it's, and they it's can't really compete. just the accessibility of it. And they all can't right. that part. It's really, it really is just, it's not that it's better, it's the accessibility. Yeah, because you can watch it on your phone. Right. It's right. A, yeah. And you and you can watch yeah. what you want instead of being subjective to the programming. Yeah. No sure. commercials. Well, no commercials. An, add, add no commercials, no advertisements. No commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Add and add some more dollars to your bill for no commercials. But that's it. Way to bring it back full circle. We're done. I think we had more, but fuck it. The boxing conversation was great enough, man. I like I I consistently still want to get back into more and more boxing just in a personal level of things because I, I, I can't say I miss it. I just miss, like I mentioned before. I miss a legit heavyweight division. I miss the people my size and bigger getting <laughs> in the ring with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we need a we need a 
we need a renaissance of a, a Foreman Ali and Frazier and you know Tyson Lewis. It'll circle field. back around again. It'll hopefully. circle back around again. Hopefully, hopefully. But we're done. Paul, you final know, shout outs. You know what to do. Oh, I appreciate y'all. First of all, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. And I, I, I enjoy myself. So anytime y'all want to talk to boxing, please. I, I, I live in a house with two kids. So even talking to adults itself is a fucking privilege. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so by all means I, i'll come through man anytime man um also just real quick um if if you happen to know anybody's watching and you happen to be in the city of baltimore and um you're interested in doing some martial arts come holler holler at me uh ring dragon martial arts come do that i'm trying to give these kids out here baltimore is a crazy city and i know there's a lot of crazy cities but this has got a, a special brand of madness out here and i'm trying to give um I'm trying to give some kids and, and adults just something else to do with themselves, something productive, something positive. Um, so by all means, uh, you know, holler at me. I'm trying to trying to curtail some of this violence with this with, with black youth up here as best I can. And I mean, we can still be violent, but we can live. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, definitely check me out for that, man. And I appreciate you guys very, very much. Like I said, this this was fun. I would do this anytime. Uh, I can't quite totally escape my kids, as you've seen, because the, the the oldest came down here and poked his little head down here. But uh, I'm always down if y'all y'all got time for me, man. I really appreciate it. Word, well, definitely, and any 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 major boxing event or something for sure. Just be like, yeah. yo, we gotta talk about it, and you everybody's always welcome. So you you already know it, the 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 invites always extended. If y'all don't know that that the first Amazon PBC uh venture is on March 30th, and that's the uh the Tim Zoo Keith Thurman card. And um Rolly Romero, he's he's kind of a clown, but he's still fun to you know fun to watch. He's fighting our Pitbull Cruz on that card too. So check that out. You know, if y'all get a chance, we'll get to see what the Amazon package is looking like as far as boxing. This will be their first rollout. Always on the Amazon All right. package, but yeah, yeah nah, we with that. But, <laughs> but if I was in the area, if I was in the area, I'd definitely be making a visit because I I got a level of violence that I need to find a way to just let it out instead of constantly containing it. Yeah, constantly yeah. containing it. Where I work is produced. Man, listen, I, I've I've borderlined one eighty into the side that would land me behind bars. So I know what martial arts is supposed to do. Yeah. And yeah. I've been itching since a kid to do something. I just haven't been able to make time. But if I was in the area, I, of course, you got to go to the homies first. You always support your people first. Ring Dragon, LLC, formerly Ring Dragon TV. Hopefully the brother can make a, a legit comeback with your, a, a show, I guess, with better minded people. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, no echo chambers around here, but better minded people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I definitely want to, man. I'm, I'm I'm planning to try to do that this year. It was a matter of trying to get with with some folks because it's more fun doing it with somebody. I could get on there and Easily. run my mouth, you know what I mean? Easily. But it's 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 much more uh it's just more entertaining to look forward to to, to being able to chop it up with somebody consistently. And it, the, the dudes I had just you know, you don't want to think certain things about people, but I have to, there had to have been, well, I'm going to say had to, what I believe there was definitely some racial undertones in, in, in the way that uh, Deontay Wilder was being talked about, the way a lot of the, that, that situation with Fury went down. I was like, there's no way I can continue to do something consistently with you. When I think that that's your, if your worldview is is that way, that's cool. You're allowed to do what you want to do, but you can't do that with me. You know what I mean? So I, I had to pull the plug on that, but um, I, I'm hoping to do that, brother. I'm hoping to. Good. And it's easy. It's easy. It was. It's easier to just say, 
Wild is nice, but he can't box. It's just easier to say that. Right, <laughs> it's right. easier to say yeah. that. But in, in 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 expanding and doing other things that we like to do all the time, Tyrone, the wrestling podcast, the Lisper podcast, you know what to do. Yep, wrestling podcast, the Lisper podcast, and I just like to have a guest on here. I always like when we have guests because they don't be knowing, but <laughs> I like to have guests on here because they come in, they give a different perspective. He's very knowledgeable about something that we may not know, and 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 I like men that can come on and articulate and do everything you do. So, Paul, I thank you for coming. I really enjoyed it. Um, and like I said, we got the wrestling podcast, uh, the Lisper podcast, and um. You can catch me at the list on, on TikTok because um, I said some shit today. Dan, you might want to go over there. I said some shit today, you know what I mean? So um, shout out to that. And um, yeah, this was a fun show. I enjoyed it. Oh? I'm sure. I'm, I'm going to go over there. I'm sure you said I love Terry Bollea and I love you, Vince <laughs> man. But we ain't going to go there. Big O. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great show today, man. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I, I learned a lot of stuff about boxing. Um, You know, I... I Great show, man. I, I enjoyed it. For, for uh for uh my sports betting brothers, um Travis Kelsey scored. You know, we up we up seven Chiefs up seven nothing right now. So if you have if you have Travis Kelsey as anytime scorer, yeah, you we we up. We up right now. Um but uh yeah, like I said, man, great show, man. Yo, T uh TJ's on you, man. Yo, Paul, thanks for coming out. If I lived closer, I would be over there just for the workout, bro. As a former jujitsu guy, um, and I used to wrestle in high school, that, that workout is unparalleled to anything I used to do in a gym on a regular basis. The cardio, the stamina you need to have to go through those workouts, I'd have been I'd have been down to 190 by now if I if I continued uh that those type of workouts. But I would sit here and at a lofty 218 in myself, and uh, I'm trying to get down again. But um, thank you for coming out. You're always welcome to come on. You know that big fight is coming up at the end of March. You're more than welcome to come back on and talk about it before and after. So we definitely can chop it up again. Fellas, another great show. Shout out to everybody in the comments, Ed, Curtis, Thelonious Monk, all y'all. Thank y'all for participating. It's another great show, and uh, love to have you guys on. Um, another great show again. And as always, because Tyrone ended the show with the box, hooksrub.com, 20% off your order using the code starting five. It's time to go in and see this is what I forgot to talk about when we got the NFL shit out the way, but it's time to go watch to see if the league is as predictable as they tried to say it is. They tried to say that they were foreshadowing in the Super Bowl logo that it's uh you know there was Colors. a news out there was a news outlet allegedly saying uh, uh, approaching the Baltimore San Francisco Super Bowl, but we got to see these games play out. Well, let's see what happens. It just scored. Peace. It just scored. See y'all next week. Peace. Appreciate y'all.